Hi and welcome to Allegedly Fabulous. My name is Kevin Loftus and I am your host and producer. We talk all about pop culture, politics, true crime, personal stuff, and honestly just whatever comes up, you know what I mean? But everything is alleged, do not at me. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's chat. Love you. Fabulous with Kevin Loftus and returning special guest Denny Love Padula of Wolf and Love. Hi, girl. Guys, we're on our way back from SD San Diego Pride. I, my energy is at a two out of ten. <laughs> I am hungover and driving, and yeah, I like Will my be worth it. Perhaps worth it. My coffee is like. It's like one drag of coffee in a sideways iced coffee cup in the door of the car. There's like a little bit of cool water here. Um, we've had a Jolly Rancher or two. I'm thinking three. about a chocolate pretzel, but like oh. I don't think anything's gonna satisfy me right now. That's just that's just the vibe. But we're yeah. only an hour from LA. We're very close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun weekend. It was so fun. I feel like we like really like conquered pride i feel like we really did it we did so we're just gonna like i guess recap we're just gonna recap pride how pride went maybe we made some fun moments but um the drama where do we yeah drama fun fun. um we went to well (laughs) what was your peak and pit (laughs) the pit was definitely the house Oh, Jesus. The fit was the place we stayed. I hope this Airbnb person is listening. You you really need to burn in hell for (laughs) thinking that your house was an acceptable place for anyone to, like, be in. (laughs) No, my... One of my peaks... I'm gonna have, like, five peaks. One of my peaks was getting back after our first night out and Denny just becoming fully activated at the sight of the air mattress. (laughs) I am 41 years old. I have a record yet. <laughs> this is... What the fuck am I doing here? This is not okay. <laughs> but in fa- Okay, I have like an alternate... I have alternate facts when it comes to the Airbnb because I thought the Airbnb was kind of cute. The, the area was disgusting. It was fully the ghetto. <laughs> the we, were under was- the, we were under the freeway. We were literally under the freeway. Freeway, pretty um, much. But it was like a nice house. The garden was lovely. I just think there was too many of us. Yeah, it was too many. Of and us. they, I don't know if they actually, because I, I never saw the listing. I just showed up, so I don't know if they actually allow six people to stay. But six people should not be allowed to stay. They don't no. even, they don't even have enough blankets and pillows <laughs> for six people. And luckily, Danny didn't. Danny did not seem to care for a blanket. He was fucking lying there, <laughs> just lying there on that bare air mattress <laughs> with his pillow. That luckily he brought a pillow from LA because. <laughs> We had no more supplies. Which I left, left in San Diego. So you're welcome, Airbnb host. I gave you a fucking free pillow. Also, why was there no shampoo or soap? Like, don't you just shove, like, a massive thing of cheap shampoo and yeah, soap in that shower? Like, I didn't bring any, and we were all... I don't know who brought those fucking travel size things, but, like, that's all we had that's in there. That's all we had. And, like, they're just... What I hated was there were no, like... First of all, the lighting was really bad. We just didn't have... There was no good lighting in this house. Like, the, the lighting in the bathroom was just, like... A vibe, and it shouldn't have been. Yeah, it should have been task lighting. 
because it wasn't inexpensive, and the, probably the prices went up for Pride Weekend. Yes. But it's not like we were even anywhere. I mean, San Diego was small. We were only a 10-minute drive, but, like, we weren't near anything of use. We literally had to walk over train tracks to get to Walmart <laughs> or the Mini Mart. Like, literally. We were genuinely on the other side of the tracks. We were on the other side of the tracks. There's, like, like our neighbor trash. was, like, an aggressive <laughs> chihuahua pit that, like, freaked out every time we went by. But, there I mean... A church. But, yeah, so that was... A pit, and then what would you say your peak was? Peak were like the bajillion cute boys I met on Friday night at the Wolf Party. Like I met so many cute guys, like kissed so many cute boys, got numbers, got Instagrams. I mean, I felt like I was on top of the world. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about this party because so on the Friday night we had a couple drinks at the house while we were getting our shit together. Where did we eat that night? Oh, we ate. We went out to, like, a bar oh, yeah. in the Hillcrest and got just random food somewhere. And then we went to this wolf party, which was kind of like a circuit party vibes. But, like, I didn't have many good things to say about this party, so I need to talk about it. That's fine. Because, well, I've never really done the whole circuit party thing. So, I'll be honest, I was a bit nervous because I didn't really want to, like... I don't like to be topless unless I'm on a pool. And I just kind of knew that, like, all of the group that we were with might end up hooking up. And I was like, am I just... Is there going to be a lot of moments where I'm kind of, like, on my own at a loose end? And I'm kind of becoming more, like, confident and carefree, so I don't really care if that happens anymore. But, um... So that's kind of the energy that I brought into it. And then when we got there... And again, I had no planning participation in this little weekend break. I just, like, showed up. So... And just trusted that the other guys kind of knew what they were doing. But I was very concerned when we got there because we were basically at, like, a parking lot. And they had shoved up a tent with that, a bar. Yeah, that part. Yeah. And they had shoved up. And we were all... There was, like, just all these homosexuals standing, like, 50 feet apart in this parking lot because it was, like, super empty. And then the inside was, like, a fucking conference center with a DJ. Yeah. I was just like, this is really weird. And I just felt like the energy for the first, like, two hours was very... Everybody was waiting for it to start. Like, yes. somebody had to break the ice. And that takes time and that's like kind of hard and I was like I don't really have patience and I didn't yeah. really I didn't really wait for the ice to break I just left obviously at some point but um okay and my last thing I need to say is like I'm not a harness gal you looked really cute in your harness you just looked really cute in your harness and I don't mean to hate on anyone with harnesses I don't need to be I didn't love like, my harness oh I love the harness but I just felt like everybody was wearing the same fucking Amazon harness and everybody was walking around like kind of looking at each other but not looking at each other and I was just like this isn't fun for me I'd rather be at like and I'm no better like I wasn't doing anything better or interesting or whatever but like I I, my vibe is more like cocktail bar patio have a laugh like strike up a fucking conversation with a stranger maybe like make up a pathological lie and burn it to the ground like that's one of my favorite things to do um just more like antics I guess that's why I prefer more but so I that was that. kind of my experience and then I just gave up and left at a certain point and was happy to go home to go to bed but you guys stayed out I totally understand that as well like I like to have a, a good hang and like a good I like both I, yeah. I need but I agree it was so not entertaining at first the one thing that was entertaining about that party for me were the cute boys yeah but like the rest of it I was like this is dumb like I mean, the music was fine, like, but then they had, like, these, like, carnival game areas, and an arcade, I was like, what is this arcade? But, yeah, the dancing was not the best part for me, and it was not, and it was giving 
it was giving circuit energy, but it was like not a good circuit. Yeah. It was like fine. And so I'm trying to think what else. So the other thing to keep in mind is that this is kind of a newish group that we went down with. Denny's good friends with a couple of them. I'm friends with a couple of them, not as much. And then a couple that we didn't know as much. So I was really excited to like get to know them better and have fun. And I did. Like I love those guys. I actually love them all. It was such a good crew. Um, And like a couple of them, like Nikita, like I didn't realize like how layered and cool she was. Yes. Um, So that was really fun. But there's also a dynamic because one of them is, like, desperately in love with another one of them. Yeah. And they're close friends, and the other one, like, does not care and does not even notice it, I don't think. Yeah. Notices <laughs> it, but doesn't really... Isn't sensitive to it at all. So it's no one's fault. I'm not, like, being a bitch about any of these people. It's just, like, that's a dynamic that's ongoing in the group situation. So while that was going on and, like, kind of causing havoc and, like, playing into how things went for the whole weekend... And then me and, like, a couple of the other guys were a bit quieter and a bit, were a bit more, like, measured. So I just started, like, making stuff up because I was trying to create a B storyline to distract us from the A storyline, which is a bit heavy. You know, it's like a teen drama. Sometimes the main storyline's a bit heavy, so you have to have the other characters have, like, a lighter... So that's what I I was up to. It was giving B-line storyline, but for fun but was fun yeah and the B storyline centered around this one young man who I would say like had like a light amount of capability with two or three other folk there and like when you're with each other for the whole weekend it's like inevitable that like you're gonna explore that compatibility a little bit and that's kind of what happens so I feel like that's as comfortable as I'm as I am with going into the into that part the specifics of the drama but when we had like our, our comfortable level of drama within our group it was to fine keep, to it keep was such a good group yeah, yeah. Um, I felt I had I when we went to the pool party I my, I love when like my we had it so we went to a pool party the next day and it was kind of dead at first then it started to get fun but there was like nowhere to like sit down no, so this was another thing that, uh, sorry to be such a bitch. And I kept saying sorry to be such a bitch. I, I don't, can't even tell you how many times I said that this weekend because I was complaining about everything. I complained too. But I was, I wanted to be conscious that like, of balancing of like self-expression, but also let's not bring, let's not bring the vibe yeah. down and let's let people forget about how shit it is and just yeah. have fun. And we did, and I did have fun at the pool party. But when I got to the pool party, honey, I was about to slap our host who planned everything because... It's at the Doubletree Hilton in the middle of fucking nowhere. Start. Let's start there. And I'm pretty sure it was planned by the receptionist, Susan, at the Doubletree, <laughs> who has never met a gay man once, but has seen an episode of Drag Race, and her manager knew that she's seen Drag Race and said, Susan, can you... It's Pride coming up. Can you plan something so we can make a little extra money for Pride? Because we were literally in the Hilton Conference Center at the Doubletree Hilton, and they had a pool area... They had, and when we got there, there was a few people there, not very many. There was a DJ playing, like, full-on gay house music, really loudly, but, like, I, I have a major complaint with this. Like, when pe- before people are getting there, just start, just drop us in gently. Play something a bit vibey. Yeah. 
Yes. Let's, I love let, that. Wait until people get settled and get into it, and then you start to raise the energy. Yes. And you stay one step ahead of the crowd. Like, you do not start with the fucking beats. No. Like, it was so weird. It and, was like, a lot. Annoying. Yeah, it was a lot going into it. And I'm obviously very sensitive. I'm picking up on all these things, but, like, I'm keeping it straight face. I'm keeping it together. There's no, there's nowhere to sit at the pool party. It's just like '90s concrete that kind of like, <laughs> kind of like scratches your feet a little bit. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it was. That's that day. exactly what it was. Like you're at a water park in 1990s Florida. There's, they had, they taken out all the seats. None of the, there was no cabana. You couldn't pay for a cabana. There was no sun chair. There was no fucking chair. We just, we just dropped all our ships inside the fucking pool and sat in the pool. Yeah. Um, and then. You couldn't. You had to buy towels. You Ten dollars for a towel. Ten dollars because obviously the Hilton DoubleTree doesn't has no towels. I couldn't believe it. After paying however much we paid for a ticket, and the buyers were fine. Didn't even I honestly didn't even look at how much they were charging us, but I assume it wasn't anything too crazy. Um, I got else? a little bit nervous with my sugar-free Red Bull and vodka because they're giving you a whole I can think of Red Bull. It was twenty-three dollars for yeah, one. Yeah, because they were giving me a whole can of Red Bull, and I'm like, yeah. Fuck you, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, I'd like, yeah. I probably, spent, get a lot I probably spent hundreds of dollars there. But anyway, after like, I would say after 30 minutes, I was already having a great time. Yeah, it was fun. It really was. And we had done, I only started drinking there, but we had done like mimosas at the house and Francisco made us a gorgeous pot of coffee and the guys had cooked. So we had had like a nice morning and yeah, the pool was fun. I'm trying to remember to anything super fun happened there I feel like not except for one of our friends decided like on the way out just to literally grab this man oh my god hey do you want to come hang out with us and we were like are you sure babe because we're going home to like change take a shower get eat something and go back out like we're not going to a party let's maybe let's not like invite this random man but he wasn't having any of it so he brought the man back and the man which is always what happens turned out to be the most obnoxious annoying fucking man that could ever have existed like wouldn't get out of our faces it was just kind of like we didn't need this dead weight and then they didn't even really do anything like they like hooked up but it wasn't like it wasn't anything serious yeah. but, like it also was just happening at like 6pm like it just was happening no in the it next was room. just unnecessary it was so unnecessary and we were like um, it was so unnecessary. We got our Uber literally to the other side of the tracks to get a burger and like, okay, if, if these people listen to this, they might be annoyed, but I don't really care. So we, seven or eight of us went to this fucking burger place and they were so nice in there, by the way. They were. The that lady was so nice. So nice. She had and, a lot going on too. And you were on, on the ball picking that place. That's what I love. That's a number 100 things I love about you. You were like, we need food. Has to be near the house. Something casual. Let's yep. just go there. And I was like, yep. yes, because... If, if me and you had not done that, we would have ended up getting the Uber to the house, yep. stressing for 30 minutes about yep. where to get food. Yep. It would have been a whole thing. So we got the then Uber. starving and drunk. Because exactly. I was really drunk at that point. So we go straight to the burger place. The burger girl is so nice. Burger girl. Burger girl. And she sits us inside because that's like where the space is at. But like we, I get so sick of this man so quickly at our table of eight because he just like... When you're a guest of a guest, just make sure that things are good with you and the guy who invited you. Stop, yeah. stop like getting into the rest of us. Like we're not here for your like loud voice. Like we're in chill time now. Yeah. Like we're recovering mentally. Um, we're, we're trying to get our food. Um, so we were like, let's just let's see if this is a table outside. There was a table for four. So me and a couple of the other guys walk out there, and we're like, okay, great. There's a table. 
and our new guest comes out and takes the fourth spot on the table and just sits down and he's like oh this is great and then we're like why the fuck are you here go back inside with your date go <laughs> yeah back why aren't your you date. with your date like you're not invited to this table <laughs> and we so had random. to like stage he was like a puppy when you have to pretend that you're going into the other room so the puppy follows you into the <laughs> other room and then you run back out to the room you were in that's what we had to do to get him off the Basically. outdoor table Basically. that's what we had to do to get him off the outdoor table and get our person that we wanted on the outdoor table <laughs> so sorry um Zachary if you listen to this sorry um, I'm sure you're a nice guy but you were annoying and I was drunk and I wasn't having it um and then we literally had to walk over the freeway and um, put our lives at risk. Oh my god! In the middle oh. of the ghetto to get back to the Airbnb, but we did it. And then the walkway was just like it was like every other step of the stairway had glass, broken glass, and then it was just it was like um, a lucky bag. Like what's <laughs> going to be on this stair? Like this is like it was sketch. This is a full outfit that's completely soiled. It this was. is like a full mirror that was smashed. Yeah, and then. Then he was like, I don't feel safe. <laughs> Being sassy as we got to the top and then we looked across and we saw all the homeless people in the middle of the bridge that we were already now on top of. And Denny just shut the fuck up because he was like actually feeling unsafe then, not just being a little bitch. And we just like power walked across. Um because I felt it was worth the like 10 seconds of risk just just to get home. I wasn't going back down that stairs. No. <laughs> Okay, and then we went out. I was fading fast. Uh, we were just like in, we were in the high tops of San Diego. Pretty much. And that was kind of fun. But like, I was just like, I don't know that I'm, I can handle like standing here shuffling until 3 a.m. No offense to anybody. I'm just like such a lazy bitch. Um, but I'm really glad we stayed. We managed. We to, yeah, we had so much fun. Yeah, we went to another couple of bars, divey bars, and had I fun. I love the last divey bar. It was so fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, the loft in San the Diego, loft, although yeah. we had a fight with them. Um, because guys we had a fight with them I'm sorry to be such a bitch but like they they were like it's last call as we were coming in right and it's like one thirty, and I think I guess things close at 2 so they're like it's last call or whatever I wasn't really paying too much attention I didn't even care to get a drink I was kind of like maybe I'll take an espresso martini but as soon as they said no I was like it's okay I don't, I don't need anything but they ended up making it first because Denny was so charming and they like Denny had the bar people like laughing with him and stuff and they made us an espresso martini which Denny asked them to put their jizz in um, <laughs> to make it creamy so that was going on and they made us those so I start to sip my martini and then right as we get the martinis this guy working there who seems like um, a busboy kind of type yeah he starts to, I hear him say okay head to the front of the bar guys he's trying to he's shuffling around the bar there's like 30 people in the bar he's like trying to get people to move to the front so I just assume that he's just trying you know when they try and cut off like half of the bar I assume that that's what they were doing that they were going to let us hang out in the front so I didn't really care I was happy to move up yeah but <laughs> he was like move to the front guys move to the front and our friend was like Shut the fuck up. Our friend was like, shut the fuck up to this poor bus boy. Yes. Not thinking that he was really listening. And he was like, what? And then I don't know what our friend said. But anyway, yeah. maybe that's what started off the whole altercation. I think so. Because then we started moving more to the front. And then, but then they were like, get out, get out. And we were like, they were like, it's closed. They were all just like screaming at us from yeah. all around. They were like, it's closing time. It's closing time. And I was like, what? We've been there for minutes. So then I walk out the front and it's a whole new set of fucking bar workers at the front. And I'm standing there with my martini in the patio. And he was like, can't drink outside. Can't drink outside. And I was like, they just told me to leave. 
And he's like, yeah, because the bar is closed. You can't bring your alcohol out here. And I'm like, well, where do you want me? What? What is that that you want me to do? Like, this is in the space of, like, 60 seconds. So I walk back in, and then I'm confronted again with more people being like, get out, get out, get out. And I was just like... It was too much. I never complained about anything. I was just bitch about it to you. Yeah. I never complained. In the the moment... But I was like... But I was like, I don't understand what you guys wanted me to do, because you could have just told me that you weren't serving alcohol anymore. And that's it. I'm not... I would have been like, oh, okay. It's like, it's our fault. We didn't make it on time. I wasn't going to freak out, because you weren't doing another drink. But it was also like one forty. Yeah. And they said two a.m. You know two a.m. is closing time. Yeah, it's one forty. At the place before it, I, I, they were shoveling us out at like one twenty-five. I, the San Diegans just want to go to bed, and that's <laughs> I'm completely fine with that. I yeah. just don't tell us, don't tell us. Yeah, what would you like to drink? Oh, you want an espresso martini? Absolutely, let me make it for you. Okay, done. Get out. Get out. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it made no sense. What's the point? It literally made. They no should have given sense. us our fucking money back. And yeah. then I just dropped the full espresso martini at the bar, and I was yep. like, "What the fuck?" Ever walked out, and yep. then the barman and I was like, "What the fuck?" When I was walking out, and one of the other guys outside was like, "You know what closing time is?" And I was like, "It's but why would you serve? Then don't me? serve us a drink, and why also would you serve then me? to charge and you charge us for it." Exactly. So we paid for it and we're going to fucking get our money's worth. And then we were all, like, it all happened so fast. We were all outside and the bar was closed at 145. It was ridiculous. So, like, you obviously didn't close it too, you stupid bitches. I was pissed at the bar before it when we we got shuffled outside and then I, I wanted to go back inside to pee. And they were like, oh, you can't come back in. And I was like, what do you mean? I go, it's 125. And I said to the guy, I got into a fight with that bouncer. I was like... I was like, oh, so I guess your bar closes at one twenty-five and not 2. Like, is that the issue? Because I had to go pee in the, like, porta potty that was outside. Thank it's God. just so, it's so weird. And listen, I know they have to handle all these drunk people and whatever, but, like, you need to do right by us as we're well. We're not all assholes. We're not all drunk assholes. Like, you ripped us off there with that yeah. stupid espresso martini. But, and it was unfortunate because that bar was really cute and it was the exact yeah. energy that I wanted. Like, all night. Um, but I'll go back there anyway, but I'll just, like... Will never be a fool for you again. The loft at San Diego. Also, they had delicious hot dogs on the street that looks really like I don't like a hot dog, but like a homemade one that looks like it has proper meat, not like fucking weird meat. It looks fucking delicious, but I never got one. Um, I know I I don't trust those. That was it. Do we have even anything anything else to report? It was fun. It was fun. We had a great, we had a good time. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Guys, we just, we're at BB's Diner in, I looked, it's, it's called Adams, Adams, California. I have no idea where we are. If you're on your way from LA to San Diego or just LA to anywhere, you just need to make this stop because this is, it's a, it's been a beautifully restored diner. We're in an eggshell colored booth right now. There's a whole full bar. I'd, I'd love, that's what I was wanting last night. I wanted to sit up at that bar. Uh, yes. And be like, bartender, make me a martini. Yeah. But. Yeah, but this place is giving that. Thank you. What's that? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, I love this coffee. This whole thing is my favorite thing. Your coffee and your My coffee. Yeah. I love this mug. It's what is that like a concave shit ceramic mug? But no, I just had to re-record because we're drinking our little ice waters in these plastic cups. But they could have given us the you know, the plastic cups that have the same texture as that as the concrete floor at the swimming pool yesterday. 
that like bubbly, scratchy kind of texture. Yes, I kind of I, I love those. I love those too, but this place cares so much it that cares. they gave us it's like a little gentle swirl. They, somebody gentle somebody swirl. looked and said, well, I'm getting new cups. I want them to be a tiny bit different. I want to get the ones with a gentle swirl. And I want the ones with the gentle it's swirl. It's the little things, guys. And but I just want to say thank you to BB's California for having us. I got a chop salad. Danny has eggs and hash browns. Okay. Yeah, I needed something a little bit greasy. Just a little. <laughs> I'll eat my vegetables later. Okay, bye, you guys. Love you. Bye, bye, bye. Um, back in LA, it is Thursday evening. Thank God. Oh my God. Longest week of of my life. I really, really had a tough one this week just because of San Diego. I mean, it was a very refreshing and revitalizing experience emotionally because I had so much fun with the guys, but like physically I was absolutely dead and I needed a quiet Monday. And I absolutely did not get a quiet Monday. I worked on Sunday. I had a deadline Monday, I had a deadline Tuesday, I had a deadline Wednesday. I did not have a deadline today. And I'm just starting to feel like myself. And it's also so hot in LA, like finally, literally finally, like I'm pissed. But like, why did it go straight from being quite cold to like so hot that I will genuinely involuntarily fall asleep during the day? Because I'm just not vibing with my AC right now, so I don't even want to go near it. Um, it's like so hot, like it's like, it's like, and when I fall asleep, people are like, maybe you shouldn't nap during the day. Cause I always like, I'm honest with people, like I fall asleep a lot. It's like, it's not my choice. I'm not trying. I'm not like, well, sometimes if I'm going on a night out or something, I might be like, I'll get an hour so that I can be in a good mood for the night out. No, I'm like, I inv I'm involuntary falling asleep, bitch. Like, I can't, I can't help it. Like, I will, f I'll be sitting at my desk and I'll start nodding off. And then I will, I will move to a, fl a flat service where I can lie down. But like, I'm not waking up until I've gotten probably an hour every single time. Like I physically cannot get up and the heat is not helping. It is not my friend. So I called it a day earlier today, went and went to the gym after my last meeting and met a friend for lunch and then worked from a coffee shop for a couple hours. And I still have like a little bit to do, but I'm only on internal deadlines now, which is so amazing. But anyway, I usually don't record so early, but I have like, I kept popping things into my hot topics list that I keep on my phone to discuss for next week's episode. And I just felt like I already have so much burning things to say about one topic in particular. And I was like, let me just get into it. And I don't think I'll end up posting this early. I think I'll just add to it on Tuesday and post, but anyway, why would you care about the logistics? You do not. But what I want to talk about is the Roni reboot. Real Houses of New York, the reboot. So if you don't know, Real Houses of New York, the iconic Bravo franchise set in New York City, went off the air like in 2020, I think, season 13 aired, and it didn't go so well. It was just like right in the middle of rac racial reckoning and filming during COVID and this and that and for reasons that were already probably in the works and other reasons they were like fuck this we're totally starting again it's been a whole drama all the people who follow Bravo know all about this like it's been a, just 
thing is following what was happening with the reboot and the original cast and everything over the last two years has been a massive drama which has been great but i just want to talk about the new show now so basically what they ended up doing was saying okay we're gonna do a quote-unquote legacy show for the original cast which is going to be like essentially a lower budget lower effort show but just to keep people appeased who are diehard fans and we're gonna do we're gonna reboot real houses of new york with a fully new cast and like new investment new energy and probably fix some of the mistakes that we made in the beginning which are namely around like having a diverse cast that's more representative of new york and kicking off some of the problematic bitches i guess so that's all fine i mean the first thing i need to say is like legacy is just a terrible name from the beginning it should have been the ogs or golden or something like legacy is just like i don't know that's just a weird name to me but let's put that aside because we are where we are now um the legacy show never even happened they just shoved them onto a ultimate girls trip style shows which is basically they they send them they sent them to i don't know some tropical island for a week and taped them and then that will be like is it eight episodes or something um so a very different show but honestly a great idea which was an idea by jill zarin but we'll get to that in a while so i'm gonna try and stay focused on the new show so i've only watched half of it but i've or of the first episode of the real houses of new york the reboot it's so it's season 14 episode one but and i've listened to all like all my favorite podcasts reacting to it and i just already have so much i need to say okay let's start with the women i do like all of them so far and this i'm starting with the good and i'm moving into the bad because let me tell you guys there's way there's way more bad than good there is way more bad than good so anyway i love all the women so far i actually do think they're great um like let me see can i remember them all sal i thought was fabulous like i thought it was a nice nod to start in brooklyn i thought it was cool like her talking about her background growing up not rich in brooklyn um and like we i know from living in new york like amazing women who are not like from upper class backgrounds but are just so fun and and like have amazing stories to tell and stuff and i was like oh this is great i'm not gonna lie she kind of lost me when um when she when you're seeing her new like big rich life although her house is her house is truly gorgeous her house is truly gorgeous but what i'm saying is she doesn't seem that interesting she seemed more interesting in the beginning but halfway through the episode i'm not thinking that she's that interesting and come to find out she's an influencer slash content creator i don't have a problem with them having content creators on the show a lot of people have talked about that but what i noticed was and she seems to be close friends with Bryn. she I think she's one of those girls that like never has to start any drama and just always giggles along and I think that she's going to be that type of character so I think she's going to be like if let's say Brynn is the bad girl then um, Sal is, is like her enabler because she's the pretty girl who just giggles along when Brynn says something but never says anything incriminating herself which is not really a good thing or a bad thing it's just a thing we need to have all types of characters on this show So that's Sal. Who else do we have? I mean, let's talk about Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons um, is the biggest name on the show. She's the former president of J. Crew. 
and I do love she said again like I love a rags to riches tale don't we all she started as an assistant to an assistant sitting in the hallway in like was it the late 80s or the 90s and then like 17 years later she walked out having as president and um, having taken the company to IPO which I love how open she was she was like I did very well out of that I love it I love it when people just acknowledge what happened and what was good for them like how it all happened don't be like she could have sat there and been like I worked my ass off to build a business and like when you build a business you reap the rewards and like that wouldn't be untrue and nobody would have hated her for it but I just love that she was like yeah I I was there worked my way up and we eventually IPO'd and I did very well out of that. I just love the non-pretentiousness of it. I thought that was amazing. I was concerned about her before we went in because she's a big name. Now, I didn't really know her, but she's a big name and she's uh, getting a lot of hype. And I think a, a lot of the times when these people get hyped, they end up having a lot of pressure and they end up being a little bit untouchable and a little bit on, like they don't really get stuck in as much. Not that I think Jenna, from what we've seen so far, is going to get that stuck in, but it does seem into the drama and stuff because I don't think that she's that interested. But it seems like she, um, she's really being herself and she just seemed great. She's a really interesting character. I love her little mannerisms. Like, this uh, something unusual about her, but something very earnest and sweet. And I think she just seems really interesting and I want to get to know her more, as I kind of do with all of them. So okay and then we're gonna go to Jessel who I want to say is Indian um she's a really sweet looking husband she she doesn't come across that well she seems a little bit condescending um a little bit a little bit like I don't know very uptight like all these things are fine but I don't know I think like she just didn't come across that well the on the first, um, very first impression. Yeah, a little condescending. Um, well, what is it about her? Oh, I think it's her jokes that she was making in the interviews and stuff. She was saying things that were like mildly sassy and I just didn't think they were funny. I thought they were a little bit like unkind, like, oh, like my husband, like I met him, fixed everything about him and then got married to him because they were friends first. And I'm just like, I just wouldn't, I know where she's going. I know she's just joking. But I just don't like to make jokes like that. I think it's a little bit hurtful. And she's kind of like that in general. I think it was her, I could be wrong, because a few of them made jokes about other parts of the country. Erin did it about Kentucky. And I think Jessel did it about, I think she said a 25 year old. Yeah, because I think she was saying she got married at 25, but she was like, New Yorkers are 25 or like 35 year olds in Kentucky. That actually, this whole thing could have been Erin. I don't know, it was one of them. Um, but I think two separate women made jokes about other parts of the country and I just think there's a fine line like all of these shows have a bit of that like oh in Miami we do it like this and like that's fine and like obviously New York is this very special city and I think they should obviously lean into that um, but I think there's a bit of a there's a line to me when it comes to it's actually a little bit offensive like I just think it's a bit offensive when you actually call out another state and say like a woman from this state is not as grown up as me like that's when I think you're actually kind of immature and rude. And again, I know that she was probably being, whether it was Jessel or Aaron, they were probably being prompted by a producer or whatever, but I'm just like, we can do better than these like really lowbrow jokes. 
Okay, who else is even on the cast, guys? I've gone through three of them now. So we've Ar- okay, we've got Aaron, Brandon, Uba. Okay, so Uba, um, beautiful, seems fun. Haven't seen so much of her so far in the first half of the episode, so can't really say too much about her yet. But she's not giving main characters so far, but maybe just because she hasn't been featured. Okay, and then <clears throat> Bryn. Um actually funny and like it's nothing that we haven't seen before like it's very brandy it's very tamra but i do appreciate it she's the only one with a good tagline make me mad i'll date your dad like that's a genuinely funny tagline and it's clearly specific to her because something happens later in the season the rest of them have basic ass taglines i don't know why the bravo taglines aren't better because it's so weird because you hear the housewives talking about it and they say sometimes in interviews they say the ones that were gonna be theirs and then the ones that they end up with are like, Tamara, like, I used to be on pause and now I'm not on pause. Press play. Like, I paraphrased and whatever I said is better than her actual tagline. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Bryn. But yeah, so I wasn't on her side on the fight, but like, just gonna give her the she has a fight with Aaron a little altercation with Aaron in this episode um I wasn't I I haven't seen their actual conversation yet but I was definitely team Aaron for the actual issue but at the same time maybe she's just stirring and I like can appreciate that that brings me to Aaron who honestly feels like the most New York she's a Jewish real estate agent feels very comfortable dresses great but like kind of relaxed and stuff um she does feel really new york and i think i was probably gonna really like her but it's been reported that she donated to the trump campaign after january 6th so i think after the insurrection when trump was like we can still win this you guys um she donated to him or his campaign or something all of these things are public records there's a lot of conversation about this online. I'm just like, when, where did like, where did all the people go in 2020 and 2021 that like nobody could do anything or step out of line? And now we're just allowing this woman to be like a housewife that we're going to hold up on a pedestal after she did that. Like, I know there's a lot of people saying like, these are, uh, these are like rich women and like, this is the show. Like, we're not going to get unproblematic unpro- women. And, and like, I do agree. But there's such a difference between like donating money to like a McCain type Republican or another type of Republican versus donating money to Donald Trump at this stage of the game. Like again, and like, again, like some, I'm sure so many of these women across all franchises have, but once I'm made aware of it, I can't forget it. I can't forget it. And like, I could be willing to overlook like having voted for him in 2016. Like, I think you're crazy and you're stupid. But like after the four years, you've you've seen everything. You've seen the anti-immigration. You've seen him mess up foreign policy. You've seen him put Americans at risk. You've seen him put his own family's riches ahead of the whole, the good of the country, the good of the world. You've seen him just like be the most worst person ever. And then you've seen him try to take over the country 
by like aggravating a mob at the White House and you think, yeah, yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Like, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. She seems like so normal, so level-headed. She seems like one of the most level-headed of the group. She doesn't seem affected. She's uh, seems successful, appears successful, appears to have a lovely family. All of these great things. So it doesn't really compute for me that she would be a Trumper. Also, she lives in New York City. I have a bit more, I give a bit more leeway to people who, you know, live in Dallas because I just think you're in a different environment. You've different understanding of the world. Um, I don't love it. I don't support it, but like I can tiny, a tiny bit more understand it. So in her case, I'm so sorry, Erin, but like, it's very, very difficult to understand. And I honestly feel like if there's any misunderstanding there, she should just come out and clear it up because people like me are completely turned off. But I do think I'm in the minority because anything I've seen about it on Twitter has been defending her, not defending her political views, but defending her right to have different political views from the rest of people. But I'm just so sorry, guys, there's political views and then there's fascism and it's not the same thing. Political views is like, you know, you think you should have low taxes and I think, well, maybe we should have, I think we should have moderate taxes because we can use them to pay for services. And by the way, I would love for all the tax money spend to be audited so that we actually know what it's going on and we can fix, you know, inefficiencies and things like that. But I personally am not like super anti-tax. I'm also not earning that much. So that's fine. But that, that's a political difference. Somebody else thinking they should not, we should lower taxes or thinking, you know, the government should not be getting involved in regulation for paint. Like those are political views. It's not, it, when you're voting for somebody who, or you're supporting somebody who tried to take over the Capitol, or tried to, I'm not going to get into it all again. It's not the same as having a political view. The man is, the man is legit crazy and he's trying to take over the country and he's trying to place judges that will rule for him. He, you know what I mean? He's, it's gone beyond. It's, it's like fully, this is what the Nazis did. This is what the Nazis did and you're Jewish, Aaron. Come on. This is what the Nazis did. They took over and they changed all the laws and took away all the powers of the institutions so that they were able to do whatever they wanted. They didn't have to do any more votes and they were able to persecute minority groups. Like, I can't, so I can't. So that's like, that's a real trigger. That's a real trigger for me. But so like, as we've been watching this, like I have a few things to say. Like again, I, on the whole, on the cast, I do like them all. Like I like, I think they're all strong individuals. I think they all could have, could be really, really good cast members. But as a group, and I, I they, people said they've been friends. They're actually authentic friends. I can see it. I don't know if it's true, but I can see it. Except for Jenna, but like I can imagine them loosely being connected or being friends, whatever. But the whole reason I thought that we were rebooting this show was because they needed more real, quote unquote, real New Yorkers. The word real triggers me anyway, because what is that? Like, New York is a, I don't know how to pronounce this word, megalopolis or megapolis. I don't know. It is a massive place. You have every single type of person in New York City. You have every single type of person. Poor people, rich people, all the colors, all the languages, all the ways of life, religious, not religious. 
And that is amazing about New York. Now, obviously, you can't have all these people in one show because it wouldn't make sense, like, you know, it just wouldn't make sense. They wouldn't have enough in common. And I understand that wealth is an important thread to ring through here, but to be honest, I actually feel like the women are too similar to each other. I actually feel like these are all... Like, yeah, they're protesting about catch. A lot of these women are kind of basic. They're kind of basic, and it's just not where I would have gone. So Jenna Lyons is obviously not basic. She's really interesting. She's cool. Erin, I mean, I've said what I've said about her because of her political stuff, but I do think we needed... We needed a classic Jewish New Yorker. Just that field, that's so associated with New York. I definitely would have wanted that. Would have wanted maybe like a fresh immigrant with an accent, maybe like an Irish person or a Polish person, to be honest. Maybe someone who's like actively working is all about their job. I didn't really hear too much about their jobs. All their jobs seem to be in like creative fields. I would love to have gotten like a lawyer or somebody who works in like retail sales, like Jill's Iron Fabrics thing, whatever someone who is like that i would have loved someone who like i don't know fucking rides a motorbike and does tattoos like these are all they're all basic long hair girlies they're not like i don't know i'm sorry they're kind of basic like the rest of them kind of melt together like like sal and jessel um kind of melt together brain is definitely stand out but she's also not breaking the mold like she's fully following the housewives mold the whole thing is fully following the housewives mold so there's nothing really new going on here um there's a few other low-hanging fruit that i think they could have gotten like usually the f they always say with new york like new york is the sixth housewife or the seventh housewife or whatever there's like very little New York in, um, oh wow, hold on. There's very little of New York City featured in at least this first half of the first episode, like just like kind of fake shots between scenes is all taped inside from what I've seen. Kind of a weird choice. Everyone's obsessing over Jenna Lyons' apartment, and yeah, it's absolutely fabulous, but also it's a one-room, one-bedroom apartment. Like, uh, we're all going to get extremely sick of seeing it um, if there's multiple events taped there. And I really think that they should have kept some elusiveness about it and not given it to us until, like, toward the end of the season. And all the group women could have been excited about going to the apartment and then bitching about it afterwards. That's what we should have gotten... Um, like the first one should have been in like either a Brooklyn dingy restaurant or a trendy restaurant or like a rooftop restaurant with a skyline or just like I just think when you introduce like the servers and everyone around kind of watching it just adds an extra element of drama which we were missing there's no campness these women basic as they are they're too smart they're very smart women. They're pretty self-aware. They've all watched Housewives. They know how this goes. They are, to a certain extent, playing to camera. Like, they know they just need to be a little bit sassy. And then people will eat that up. But, like, it's just a bit stale. It's just a bit stale. The beauty of Housewives in general for many, many years has been the delusional nature of the majority of the Housewives. 
it's not the scenes I've talked about this before it's not the scenes where they like pretend play in the pool but like we know that Kyle just wants cameras to go down and she's just getting into the pool to like give them a joyful scene like it's the ones where Luann says something delusional like all the original Housewives of New York especially were extremely delusional and that was a big part of it and also the dynamic has changed and this isn't can't be blamed on anybody but it used to be like in the early days of housewives let's say they're at like some big event in the hamptons the women would be concerned about being at the event they'd be concerned about who they got to say hi to and like if they met someone from society circles they'd be concerned about making sure that like like having a good conversation with them and coming across well Whereas now the dynamic has totally changed. The show is so much bigger that the women are all concerned about the show and the taping and the surroundings are all secondary to them. And I think that comes at the expense of the show because it just totally changes the dynamic. And like speaking of all the things they could have done, like I listened to Danny Danny Pellegrino's podcast. I love him. Um, He suggested that like at the beginning, a crossover idea would have been nice. Like, if they'd gotten some of the girls from the original cast, or all of them, and he had acknowledged, like, maybe none of them would have wanted to do, would have wanted to do this, which makes sense, because they're probably a bit torn about it and maybe don't want to endorse it. But, like, if we had started with a dinner or drinks where they're all together, and then the camera leaves with the new group, like, that could have been, that could have been fun. And I agree. I did like Sal's opening. I did like Sal's opening, but it felt small. It felt small and narrow. Um, it felt like, hey guys, we're, we, you told us to go to Brooklyn and get a person of color. We did it. Like, look at us. It's like, I don't know. I think we can do better. Sorry to everyone who worked on it. But I would push it one step further than Danny Pellegrino and just say, like, I don't see a reason why you could not have cast like two or three of the original ladies on this show. Now, hear me out. There's a talk of Leah and Ebony, and that could have worked. And I would have, I would be in favor of actually having the both on it because I think Ebony actually would be perfect on this because these other women are too similar. These other women are too similar. Ebony is something different. She brings something different. She would have been an instigator. She really would have been an instigator. Um, that would have been great. Leah is a bit chaotic, so that could have worked. Um, maybe bring them on as friends or like potentially like with potential to be moved up if their performance is really good but I actually want to see Luann Sonia Ramona Bethany and Jill now maybe not all of them not all of them would have been able to agree on it whatever but I actually think two to three of them could have been amazing in the mix and maybe you make them friends of or maybe you make a new title like Godmothers of where they only appear at special events and they're kind of you know what I mean? Like, you can be kind to them and put them a tier above. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Or just have the main cast members. I think it could have worked. And, like, Luann and Sonia and Ramona, especially, are, like, party girls and would have stirred up enough stuff. And, like, I just think it would have been good. I just think it would have been good. And I just don't think that we needed to cancel everything. Like, I don't understand why we needed to cancel everything. Um to be honest like Lu- Luann and Sonia haven't seen Crappy Lake yet but like people are fucking loving it and 
everything else on the show just seems so forced and I think their type of energy could have been really really good and I think what might have happened is let's say you had let's say you had Ebony and Leah Leah makes one appearance Ebony makes two appearances in the season and you have Luan um Sonia and Jill Zarin as full-time housewives along with all the other girls you would have had nine nine housewives which like that's a lot but also you're probably starting in a new pay scale most of them and it's in a really important show for the network so I think it could have worked and what you do is like there's entertainment for the first few episodes because we have the old housewives and we're getting to know the new ones and then they're starting to mix and for the whole first season and then you just fade out the ones that are, don't perform like Jessel I'm looking at you potentially but I don't know who they would be just yet like I'm just basing this on like 15 minutes in the first episode yeah Jessel and Sal I'm saying that's who it would be you, you phase the ones out that don't perform in season one and then season two and three you continue with the mix of the new and the old but by season three you probably have you probably have enough of a new show that you could probably get rid of the other older established ones if you wanted to or if it didn't feel like it made sense anymore but i just think there's so many people are saying oh just we have to give it a season and then we can start judging it next season no guys we can't why would we be watching a reality tv show if we have to watch a whole season for nothing like the whole genre is already disrupting itself like people like me which I'm pretty representative of a fan of Bravo, we're finding the podcasts discussing the shows more engaging than the shows themselves. And the Twitter chat and the Reddit chat, it's more engaging than the shows themselves. None of these shows can afford a full season of it being boring. And if it is boring, do not show it to us. Film for another four weeks and make it spicy. Bring back Jill Zarin. And that's honestly my biggest point about this all. Guys, Jill Zarin needs to come back. Like, Jill Zarin is the most underrated asset at Bravo. Okay, I'm not saying, like, now it's too late to probably to bring her back into the fold of this show. But it, <clears throat> the fact that she's been treated so poorly by Bravo over the years, and so disrespectfully by Bravo and by so many of her castmates, is a crime against nature. Jill Zarin invented New York City. She just did. You can all shut up. She invented New York City. Like, she cast... The whole show was cast around her. And she cast Bethany. Like, that's that's the whole of New York City. Without her, what would it have been? It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made any sense. They would have had to find entirely new people. It just would have been a completely different thing. Jill Zarin is quintessential New York. I mean, she's Jewish. She has fabric money. She lived in that, like, weird old apartment. She's, like, kind of obnoxious, kind of oblivious but honestly very kind-hearted and like the fact that people always judge her for like want being thirsty guys every single housewife is thirsty that's like the definition you're on a reality show where you're just kind of prancing around and like quote-unquote having fun like you're thirsty we're all thirsty so that's just not an insult that people can use anymore and anytime i people call her thirsty all i see is someone trying to make connections and being a little bit um oblivious not that self-aware not that um like i would say i'm an empath i don't think she's an empath as much i don't think that she 
feels other people's energy that strongly. She is a very strong energy. And, but she's very kind and she's very open. And I think those are really sweet things. So I love her as a character. I love her as a person. Like, I, be- I believe her story about the funeral. I don't believe, like, okay, I'm, I'm talking too much here, but like basically Jill and Bethany just sat down for an interview. In my mind, Jill came off great. Bethany did not come off great. Like Bethany is kind of playing the victim in her whole friendship with Jill and it doesn't make any sense because Bethany is the one that decided she didn't want to be friends with Jill and could not forgive Jill for some petty things that Jill had done. And now all these years later, she's like barely gracious about it, but still he's not happy about it. And listen, I wasn't that friendship, whatever. But like, guys, Jill, like, Jill has genuine reasons to be pissed off at so many people and she never, she, she acknowledges them, but she just, she's so light and airy about it now because she's on anxiety medication like me. She's just like, whatever. I mean, the whole Dorinda thing when she did Ultimate Girls Trip. She did Ultimate Girls Trip. She showed up late. They all started making fun of her. Dorinda was like ignoring her because it's all these women who see, dismiss her. They're just like, oh, Jill's Aaron, she's a loser. They don't feel like they need to pay her any mind and they should. <clears throat> First of all, it's rude. It shows that you're not a good person if you treat people like that. And second of all, Jill Zarin is actually the inventor of everything Housewives, so shut up. But like, Jill's honest at Ultimate Girls Trip and she says like, Dorinda and me have real beef because I think it was like, Dorinda never made any time for her when she was filming Housewives because she didn't think that she was important and Jill had really been there for Dorinda when Dorinda had lost her husband and she just felt like Dorinda did not return the favour at all and just wasn't a good friend to her and she said this very matter-of-factly very kindly but you could hear a sadness in her voice and she just says well I didn't really want to bring it up too much because I just wanted Dorinda to have her moment I knew she was distracted with hosting everyone at Bluestone Manor for Ultimate Girls Trip and I just think that just shows like that just tells you everything you need to know nobody's even denied that that is what happened like that just shows you Jill's a goddamn good person and she might be a bit overbearing definitely doesn't always do the right thing but guys i just like let's bring it back to intention and character at core and i think jill has grown a lot and i think jill is a really sweet lady and we need that element of delusionalism and i think that's probably my biggest concern about this new crop of housewives so far there and this is a compliment to them they are not delusional as far as i can see Bryn is playful she's not delusional Jenna is quirky and cool. She's not delusional. Jessel, she could throw a spanner in the works. I don't think she's delusional. But, like, she could say something that starts a fight. Erin, not delusional, very level-headed. Sal, not delusional. I mean, Uba, no, not delusional. Like, um, that's kind of a problem, guys. This is a camp show. This is a camp show. I mean... I don't know, I don't know. If these ladies are just going to repeat what we've seen before and give it a slightly different twist, then that's the result that they're gonna get as well. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, people will enjoy it, but they're gonna need to do something fresh and new for us to get really hooked. And a lot of the times that's gonna happen by accident, but I'm just conscious that they're so smart and capable and competent that they're probably trying to stick to a formula a little bit. And I do think it's when we stray from the formula to a certain extent 
that's when the magic happens. And I know there's always, everyone's commenting now like, oh, in Housewives commentary in general, you'll hear a lot of, she knows the assignment, she knows how to make good TV, she knows how to be a good housewife, from some of my favorite people. And that's that can all be well and true, but also like the magic of a lot of housewives is they don't necessarily realize they're making incredible TV. Like that meme, I just saw it again by Luann, talking to Siri, how could you do this to me? Question mark. Like that is, that is forever. That is forever. And Luann didn't realize she was doing that. That is the beauty of the web. So, love the cast. We need to add some Delulus in there. Call me. Hey, Uba's whole banana bit is giving me, is maybe the best part of the episode and it's giving me a lot of hope. I'm putting all my hopes in Uba's banana bit. She just said she eats like five or six bananas a day and then she ate one in her interview. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but the delivery was good. And it's the zaniness I needed. Thank you, Uba. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, the confrontation with Aaron and Bryn was good. And I felt like Aaron did a good job of expressing what the confrontation was really about and pretty much calling Bryn out for trying to align herself with another group of girls and like holding her to the fire. And Bryn was pretty good in her interviews, just like joking the whole joke about it all. Like, okay. They did that well. They did that well. Those two were good. I think I'm realizing, and sorry, this is such a long episode, but I'm realizing my issue with them is just like they're all so buttoned up, and I just think you need a couple wild cards in there. Like some people who genuinely, I can you not add a couple women who genuinely don't have their lives together? Like you need the Lynettes, you need the Miranda. You, you know what I mean? Like there's, I'm talking Desperate Housewives and Sex and City. Like, um, we don't have any Bethany's. Like, Erin is a voice of reason, which doesn't make any sense because she is a insurrectionist, allegedly. But she's not an up-and-coming gal. Like, we, I think we just need some up-and-coming gals, and I want to see them. I want to see, like, their groceries fall through the paper bag or, like, them struggle to get onto the metro or get off the metro and have to fix their makeup real quick before the scene because they're, like, all sweaty. Or subway, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to see some more reality. It's just so... It's quite removed, actually, from the New York experience. And Jill Siren said it well. Her her and Bethany's podcast was so, so good. I'm so team Jill, but they bring out the best in each other. And honestly, they should just do a podcast together. I know Bethany, that would bruise Bethany's ego so much. But, like, that's the only thing that could compete with two teeth in a pod at this stage of the game. But one of the amazing things that Jill said. Jill is so smart, but she said, um, you know, no one can represent New York. That New York is a universe of different personalities, experiences, people, and I agree with that, but I just think, like, if you're going to try and be representative in a broad way, they need to broaden out those um, experiences to maybe a couple of ladies who aren't as affluent, um, but have all the ingredients to get there, and that, way I think, would be really captivating for us. Anyway, I might finish this episode and check back if I have anything more to say, but if not, if I, if I end it here, then that's all I had to say. That is all I had to say because that is what I believe. Um, the only other thing I'll say is like Andy sent back an emoji to someone who was like, oh, now that this is a success, 
which by the way guys it's been one episode so i think it's a bit too early to say and people are very curious now that this has been a success are you going to reboot all the franchises well they better not reboot oc and if they do they need to keep tamra and heather and shannon and emily and taylor you can you can replace gina you can keep no we need to keep jen as well like they have a i don't want them to reboot anything except for dallas and like dc you know what i mean just like stop messing with things i don't know i don't know i think they need some help honestly they need some help bravo like call me all right guys that's the tea on real houses of new york city love you so much Bye. up for the life of me until 3 p.m and then it was still pretty groggy then at like 10 p.m sprang to life cleaned my apartment finished my work finished rises of new york finished recording my thoughts on that i don't even remember what else i did i feel like i did a lot but i wanted to give you an update on the 12 3 30 progress so random but i just had to the workout is great the workout is fire i fucking love it and it is working it has changed the shape of my body a little bit what's not working is my own fucking self-discipline and ability to just like feed myself a bit fucking less i am the one that hrh collection is talking to when she says you're a fat fuck it's me like i'm the problem i can't it's so hard for me to just like not do it and I was doing great tonight like I'll always just I'll always choose to have a piece of chocolate rather than go without and that's my problem like I just always choose for the moment and like a minute on the lips a lifetime on the hips like that's such a triggering phrase because it's so true so anyway I think I told the story about how I thought I had a stalker because somebody sent scrubs to my apartment and I was just like, why the fuck would somebody send scrubs here in my size? Like, do I finally have a stalker? Like, do I finally have my glam moment? And is someone going to like break in here and like kidnap me and like chop me up into little pieces? Maybe while I wear the scrubs outfit, I'm not really sure. But anyway, I for sure thought that it was a stalker turns out it was just my best friend kelly brosnan in ireland who is a nurse and wanted these american scrubs and wanted me to bring them home for her and she did tell me and i 
did tell her yes and I did give her the address and then I obviously just completely forgot all about it. So that was really stupid and embarrassing. But um, I walk outside this evening always doing my laundry. That was my other thing that I did. I did so much. I also did laundry. And I was walking down to get my last load of laundry at like midnight. And what was on my little balcony table, but an Uber Eats order of vegan jam cookies. And I was like, what the fuck are these doing here? I sure as hell didn't order these. I don't know anyone who would have ordered me these at midnight. Um, now, obviously, oftentimes Uber Eats will get things mixed up. Maybe it was for one of my neighbors. Maybe it's just completely fucked. But also maybe and most likely it was from a stalker um, who's either trying to kill me or trying to marry me or something glamorous. Anyway, I had about six of the cookies. Like, obviously, I have no regard for my personal safety. About as much regard as I do for my... skinniness so that's just where we are but I think tomorrow will be a better day anyway I just took a melatonin or a melly tea as Kelly would say so good night talk soon love you so much